All right, we are live for the first RTD Live Talk, aka the People's Talk Show uh, for the fall. And it's been a while, but nevertheless, I'm here excited to connect. And, uh, you know, I had to take some time off to re recoup and get my mind right, but we're back at it again. So I'm looking forward to connecting. And uh, hopefully, everything is streaming well on my end. It seems like I forgot how to put together the live stream. So before I move forward, um, let me uh, make sure everybody can hear me. So uh, if you are checking in with me, uh, regardless of whatever, whatever platform you're on, throw me a thumbs up in the uh, chat so I know that uh, everything is coming through clearly just because I would hate to be talking and my microphone is on mute or something like that. So anyway, uh, yeah, looking forward to connecting, man. So I was just doing some some thinking about how long I've been doing the People's Talk Show where the whole point was to be able to connect with the community directly and to be able to uh, find out what's going on throughout the country, throughout the world, and uh, giving everybody a chance to uh, let their voice be heard. And so uh, just a quick explanation uh, as to my uh, my absence for the last couple of uh, months. And so, as I mentioned back in the spring, I think it was, um, or spring, beginning of summer, just because of this type of uh, work that I do in reference to uh, combing the news, trying to find relevant stories that apply to you and I. And so I had somewhat of a, what I consider an information overload where I was just bombarded with all types of things due to my own fault because of after a while I become not necessarily addicted to finding stories that fit the narrative that I'm trying to help people see, but, uh, all in all, just, you know, I need some time off. And so beyond connecting with Mario over the last couple of weeks, uh, looking forward to getting back behind the mic and, you know, open up the phone lines and seeing what's, uh, what's happening with you guys and see what's happening in your world. And so, uh, yeah, I came across a couple headlines today. Uh, that caught my attention. And of course, as always, there's more than enough stories that uh, we can talk about. And I've been watching a lot of other great commentators and analysts out here doing a good job of just keeping people up to speed as to what's happening. And so I figured that my voice wasn't necessarily needed just because there's a lot of great guys out there covering some things. But uh, here we are, nevertheless. And uh, as we approach the end of summer, officially in a, in a week or so or and into the fall, there's just a, a lot of stories that are starting to collide. And what I mean by colliding, I'm talking about uh, everyone's anticipation that October is going to be that turning point or that month where everything comes to a halt due to the um, student loan situation beginning to kick off again. And then I'm watching and seeing people talk about the Airbnb bust and the real estate issues. And it's, so it's, it's never ending. But then again, some stories that I have today more so just adds to the list of things that uh, a lot of people uh, should be keeping an eye on, I guess. And at this point of the game, we're already well into the restructuring of our monetary system. And as I always talked about, just because the debt is too much and there's no way of uh, re repaying it. And one of the articles I'm going to talk about here uh, basically lets us know that by next year, something between now and next year, rather, something will give, break or whatever we're going to call it when we look back in history books and try to make sense of what we're experiencing right now. But anyway, I, I don't want to rant too long. I want to just get to these headlines and uh, get the phone lines open. Definitely would love to connect back and see what's going on out here. I'm sure everybody has something to say. But before I do that, for those who might be new to the community, welcome. Hopefully you're able to join us uh, and let your voice be heard because the People's Talk Show is designed for you to be able to call in and let people know what's going on in your world. Let people know, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, you name it. And because uh, we're all in the same boat, head in the same direction. And so the goal is to be on deck, not at the bottom 
<laughs> mimicking the whole Titanic situation where people didn't know what was coming. But yeah, we definitely see the iceberg because we've been hitting icebergs for quite some time now. And so the Titanic has yet to sink. But then again, they're doing so much to prop this thing up. It's ridiculous. So they're 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 almost kind of trying to shift this, you know, metaphorically speaking, sinking ship, which is the global economy into something that, you know, that hovers above the water. And what I mean by hovers is just the idea that the central bankers, they've coined the phrase landing and Janet Yellen. <laughs> uh, I heard someone mention today. I didn't I get a chance to dive into it, but she went from was it 2017 saying that there'll never be a crisis in her lifetime to saying now that she's anticipating a soft landing. And I'm thinking like when, you know, if you're using a airplane as an analogy of a landing, assuming that's what they're using, when, when has there ever been a landing of any kind beyond landing on your wheels to cruise right into the gate and to let everybody exit the plane that there wasn't some type of event. So, they're talking about a soft landing and I'm trying to figure out it might be on wheels, but then again, everybody in their right mind who know how bad things really are, they're anticipating a hard landing. But my thing is the plane is broken in mid air. We don't have wheels to let loose to land. And so it's going to be a crash and burn scenario. But then again, that plays right into what they want to do as far as trying to build back better. And so crash, burn into a rebuild is what, you know, the very most extreme case is what I anticipate occurring as, as doom is gloom and as doom and gloom as that is, it's just hard to, uh, you know, change that narrative at this point, just because of what, how bad things are. And if for those who may not be too in tune, of course, everyone here is well aware, but for those that are in other countries, just look at what's happening on the continent of Africa with all the rebellion taking place and people trying to get back their rightful land and everything in, in the ground. But then you just look at all the other countries we talked about, Lebanon, Syria, where the countries are complete and shambles due to, of course, Western influence. But those countries there are experiencing extreme and uh, very turbulent, tough times. And there's no landing over there. They're strictly just nothing but burning and all kinds of chaos in those countries. And so eventually it will spread. Now, how, how bad, who knows, but it won't be anything pretty to say the least. But anyway, man, hope everyone's hope everyone's doing well. And so um, I'm going to definitely find out what's on your guys radar, man. And so feel free to throw some thoughts, ideas, suggestions, and then we'll jump into it. And uh, let me just jump into some headlines real quick before I get the phone lines open. It won't be too long. So we'll see how the uh, phone lines take it this evening. But I want to jump right in just to some headlines that caught my attention. And I'll let you guys determine whether it's something worth paying attention to or not. But uh, let's jump right into it. So uh, here we have on the screen, just these numbers alone caught my attention. It says 73 trillion wealth transfer incoming. Here's why, here's who will gain the most according to billionaire Ray Dalio. And so in a nutshell, this article talks about the baby boomers wealth. Ultimately, this is going to be transferred down to the younger generation. And one thing that really stood out to me about this scenario of how the baby boomer is the is the wealthiest or the richest uh, population portion of population, just because they were the beneficiaries of the uh, what is it? Uh, what you call that thing? Um, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson's Great Society and everything that came after that. 
and the idea that they were able to actually earn something that had somewhat relative value at the time. And so they are the recipients of the pensions and all the uh, retirement plans that they're receiving right now. And a lot of that wealth uh, is going to be transferred or lost. And so between now and the time that their descendants, kids, kids, whatever, receive that wealth, the question I want to put out there is if the fiat currency realm is being destroyed right now, what will they actually be receiving of value that is something that they can use to continue on their parents' legacy? Because outside of real tangible assets, it's good to say majority of the people who inherit inherit houses, you know, luxury items or whatever, the conditions might be so bad in a sense that they may need to sell a lot of those items. So they may not, not ever get a chance to really reap the full benefits of receiving inheritance from their family. And on top of that, when you price it in a currency that's going belly up, what will that look like in that type of world? So basically saying in the future, due to the currency destruction and the, or the debasement of the currency, whatever assets people have outside of having something tangible and real, hopefully they can maintain it and keep it because more than likely. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Unfortunately, due to people who receive things they never worked for or had to earn, they don't appreciate it. So more than likely, it's going to end up in the hands of somebody else. And like always, for those who lack monetary and financial literacy, the wealth ultimately ends up it ends up back in the hands of the person who initially created the wealth, which happens to be the people uh, at the top of the pyramid, the ones who uh, are the job creators, the business owners and things like that. So this wealth transfer will go through the hands of the uninformed, monetary illiterate and end up back in the hands of the individuals who initially brought into existence through some type of productive form. So it's uh yeah, it is more to the story, but seventy three trillion dollars is just going to wake his work his way back up to the top of the pyramid. So anyway, we can talk more about that as well. But I just want to get through these headlines real quick and then I want to hear from you guys directly. So here's another interesting article. Let me get this on my screen here. And so this is out of Azerbaijan, which is right next to Russia. It's in a Eurasian uh, region. And so with this headline, of course, whenever I see anything about the dollar, I have to talk about it just because slowly but surely every country around us is chipping away at ridding themselves of the dollar. While we in the U.S. are so dollar centric because that's all we've known, but they are preparing for a world beyond the dollar. And so I thought this was very timely as it's another indication of where the world is heading. And so it's real quick here. It says Russia and China have effectively, effectively ditched the dollar. And this is out of Moscow. So this comes from. Uh, the director of the Russian Foreign Ministry's first Asian department. That's a lot of words there. And so George Zinoviz said the official said that the share of U.S. dollar in mutual settlements between the neighboring nations has substantially shrunk over the last two years. It says the share of national currencies between Russian China payments is growing at an extremely rapid pace. So the yuan and the ruble, as much as most people tend not to give them any credit for being of value 
those people over there are using their own currencies. And that's all that bilateral trade we've been talking about for quite some time. But it says here real quick, it says at the beginning of 2022, it was hovering around 25%. Now it's exceeding 80%. And so if that is not the definition of de-dollarization, I'm not sure what is. But we still have more time because the dollar is still in use and nations are still in need of them. So it's not until the it's not until things really kick in after this reach this this burn this crash burn and rebuilding phase that I just mentioned that people will see what the real use of the dollar is or lack thereof on the international stage. But of course, here in the U.S., we're still going to have USD because we'll have a digital dollar by the end. So anyway, keep it moving. A couple more things here. Uh, here is another little story that came out today that uh, caught my attention because it has more to do with just the amount of large, these large astronomical numbers that's being thrown around 73 trillion, you know, the, the dollar being debate or trade being minimized up to 80%. And so this says us hit by record number of billion, billion dollar disasters so far this year. And so for whatever reason, it's just so timely that, climate happens to be the primary focal point of every politician and their need to intervene by creating tax incentive bonds for corporations and to further the burden upon the actual population that breathes carbon. Anyway, so just a quick little snippet here. It says between January and August, the United States, let me zoom in so you guys can see this, make sure it's big enough. Oops, may not be able to see that. Give me one second here. Hope everyone's doing well. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't. Between January and August, the United States has struck, was struck by a record-breaking 23 weather and climate disasters where losses exceeded 1 billion in each case, as officials said, as of today. And so the tally for 2023 has officially exceeded previous record of 2020, of 22, such as events in 2020. And so we still have, what, September, October, November, December, three and a half months left. And so far this year alone is record setting for natural or I would say catastrophes that are equaling billions of dollars. And last I heard, I'm not sure there's a couple hurricanes brewing that's going to hit the East, East Coast pretty soon. So I haven't been following the weather much, but it'll probably be 24, 25, 26 before the end of this month. But losses. So think about that. Think about the daisy chain of events from all these losses. Insurance companies who are already probably tight on their margins right now due to all the claims they've been paying out of a variety of kinds. And then on top of that, their uh, debt burdens is probably not the most serviceable right now due to the high interest rates. And so they're going to be making some very tough decisions pretty soon on who they will pay out to and who they won't pay out to. And just like in Cali with, I think it was farmers and state farm and a couple other people decided to just cancel polys altogether in certain regions they deem uninsurable. And if one state out of all of them, it's probably the most problematic. It would probably be Florida, Florida, just because of the hurricane. So I wouldn't be surprised that in the next year or two, all the insurers out of Florida decide to either increase the insurance coverage rates so high where people opt out and go without, therefore losing their homes and everything else in between. So you see how the cycle is of your own nothing. Nobody's going to be smiling at the end of the day with this type of stuff. 
Okay, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Here, it just only gets better. It only gets better. So, and I saw some people talking about um, um, the coin shops and how they're under a lot of stress nowadays due to banks canceling accounts. But here's an interesting headline. It says, what is going on? Three separate coin shop owners shocked as their bank accounts suddenly shut down with no reason given. So this is from a story out of Ohio where a gentleman, coin shop owner, business owner, apparently had several businesses. They were all, excuse me, accounts closed and he lost you know, a lot of, you know, business just because you can't do business if you if you can't do banking as well as your payment processing center. So uh, very problematic. But <clears throat> this goes back to something we talked about a while ago and how I, I mentioned that as we get closer into the chaos in the financial realm, anything considered a safe haven, bit by bit, they're going to try to cut it off so people can't get in and get out. So on the crypto side, we're going to have issues with exchanges eventually. All the regulated exchanges now, it's only a handful in this country, will ultimately be gatekeepers for the global cabal or whoever, and will limit people in and out of access. And the same thing when it comes to precious metals, i.e. sound money uh, companies, just because the more people wake up as to what's going on, people will run to metals. And so it's going to be hard for businesses to stay open if they can't do business and have access to banking. And so expect more of these type of events to unfold. And the way around it, I can imagine the government will eventually come in and ask that every coin shop perform KYC, AML type procedures where they want to know your name, your number, your address, take a photo ID, fingerprint, and all that other stuff is what they will require for them to stay open. And so more than likely, a good portion of those small mom and pops will probably close down, therefore cutting off exit points and entry points into the metals game. And so ultimately, like always, underground markets, black markets form where people have chances to be able to interact. But then again, it's going to be frowned upon. You'll probably be considered a domestic terrorist because you're going behind the back of the man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys see what's going on here. Um, okay, but we're not done yet. Here's another big number. So I was doing some reading right there, but here's another big number. 7.6 trillion of publicly held U.S. government debt matures in the next 12 months. So think about that. Our government is already broke. Don't bring not a dime into existence other than at the expense of somebody else and the debt they've already taken out which is unfortunately held by the public, a good chunk of it is coming due. So the question is, how will they get themselves out of this mess? The answer, they won't be able to. So the, the probable occurrence of an event to cover up this or to get them off the hook would be some type of military conflict between Russia and China that they build not up big time, which would allow them to come in and just issue whatever to cover these losses or a cyber event that would probably wipe away or basically reset some of those digits on screens back to zero, which would be chaos and pandemonium pandemonium. But then again, they would rather have something to blame rather than say, we can't do it because what they're going to do is let some of those roll off and they're going to try to issue more debt 
to cover the losses, but the interest rates are so high that once again, we're already close to what I think 900 billion. If I check last at our interest payments. And in my opinion, they're nowhere near done with this tightening phase just because they need to do the best they can to try to make sure that there's less liquidity floating around so that they can stranglehold the business sector all the way down to the labor market, all the way down to the savers, all the way down to your kids at some point. So anyway, 7.6 trillion coming due. We ain't got it. So expect some type of chaos. So they're basically saying this time frame of the next 12 months. So I mean, between now and next September, I'd be very surprised if this ship is still, or this plane, as they say, is still sailing because it, it will definitely land at some time and it won't be pretty. Anyway, keep it moving. So here, here's another one here that I want to touch on. And so the use of technology, it appears to be beneficial for those who use it. In a, in a very cautionary as well as a very responsible way. But then again, it's very problematic for those who are intentionally using taxpayer funds to build software and programs that will ultimately cause more harm than good. And so here's one that says IRS launches sweeping historic tax enforcement crackdown using AI. And so who do you think they're going to be coming for? They will not be coming for those in the top echelon of society because they don't even pay taxes. Elon Musk don't even pay taxes like, like that. I mean, they have loopholes and ways to get out of taxes. So they're going to come for your average Joe and Jane. And as this article talks about, they won't audit anyone above $400,000. So that lets me know there's a threshold between 400. <laughs> that's what they're telling us. And about 100. And any and everybody named mom in that area there will probably get a little uh, tender, loving care from an agent who also, if I'm sure you guys have heard about this, the IRS has, they just loaded up on heavy armory outside of what they already had and everything else as if they're militarizing the IRS. So I wonder who they're actually going for. Hmm, yeah, I don't know. Call me crazy, but uh, I think they're coming for the stackers <laughs> watch here's 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 a let me you know i got my tinfoil i mean it's been a while so my first live stream in a while but i got my tinfoil hat on <laughs> and so think about this the greatest threat to the government are those within that same threshold i just mentioned because those are the people who are most probably well probably rather the conservative constitution loving, you know, Donald Trump supporting, you know, give us our freedom back, more liberty type of people. And so those people there are also the biggest portion of the community that actually purchase precious metals and even cryptocurrency. So at some point in the future, when things get go haywire, they will definitely use people who were wise and very uh, prudent with their finances ahead of time as the enemies of the country. It's those people who did this, that is the reason why. And so you see where it's going. And so all this technology that they're using in military and militarization of the, of the government is for the people who love our country the most, which happens to be the people I'm sure such as you and myself and people who mean no harm, just want to live and love and enjoy life. But then again, that's not a part of their plan. Okay. What else we got here? 
Okay, that's about it. That's about it. Article wise, that's about it. Article wise. So I want to definitely hear from you guys. And so it's been a while since we've had the phone lines open. So if everything goes smooth on my end, I should be able to get some get some um, feedback from you guys as well as find out what other subjects you guys are keeping an eye on. And let me try to get the phone line open. And uh, for those who came in late, I kind of shared my reason as to why I needed to just take some time off just because of dealing with overload, too much stuff going on. I got a real life to try to uh, make sure I maintain and kids and you know how that stuff goes for my people out there with family and stuff. You just try to do the best. You just can't do it all. And so anyway, but uh, before I do that, uh, I want to make sure because I'm, I'm working on working on some new things on the back end here. And so uh, I'm definitely trying to connect with more opportunities. And so like I've been really working on, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, the obvious, okay, get your weight up. And so, you know, getting your weight up in the form of precious metals, that's great. But then again, I think I've probably, I've probably paid too much attention to it as if it's the beginning and end of everything. And it's not. So I apologize for that. Just because I, I use an analogy, I came up with an analogy rather, you know, I talk about get your weight up. That's just practical, you know, pro wealth preservation across the board because it is real money. And historically saying it always proven to be a safe haven. Okay. So it's a safe haven, i.e. insurance policy, a hedge against this financial destruction. So it's literally an insurance policy. And so if you are adding to, or you're increasing your holdings, your policy should be there to protect you in case everything else goes haywire. And so how often outside of metals, do people talk about or brag about their insurance policy? Like, you know, my, my insurance policy, you know, like I can't wait. To, I can't, you know, no. Okay. My point is no one brags about insurance policy. If you got insurance on your life or your car or whatever, it's just there. You just pay your premiums. You just do what you do because at some point you hope never to have to use it. And so a good analogy, I think would be, imagine your home is insured. And so you don't want your house to burn down and all your memorabilia and all your, 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 your keepsakes, your pictures, your photos. But if it does, you have insurance to where it should cover that. And so the goal is not the goal, but nobody is cheering for their house premium or house insurance because you don't want your house to burn down. So it's like, I don't want to cheer for, you know, your stack just because like we hope to not have to use it, but history tells us we probably will have to call in a claim on our fiat world. But in the meantime, Nobody wants their house to burn down and all their loved ones and all that stuff to be lost, memorabilia to be lost, because you can't just up and easily restart over. Like the loss of that type of stuff definitely impacts a lot of people. You won't be able to just pick up and start again as easily. You can get your house built, you can get all that stuff again, but it ain't the same. So I want to kind of shift away from that. The reason I sell that is because, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out here. And so I've been, I've been, you know, like I love, you know, being able to talk with the uh, CEOs of mining companies and things like that. So I've been doing more of that. And also, you know, the crypto space, you know, it's going to be, you know, a, a window of time where I think there'll be an opportunity for generational type of, you know, wealth preservation to be accumulated so that you can add to your insurance policy. So I've been working on a lot of that stuff like that. It interests me as well. So point is, point is, I want to make sure I, just talk more about insurance policies and talk about how people can actually st strategically begin speculating in certain sectors if they haven't already. So I'm going to talk a lot more about that just because I, I love research and I love finding out new things. And so when I find out something that I enjoy, and I think it'd be worthwhile. I put a couple of dollars in it and hopefully, you know, it's, 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 if you're speculating, it's a risk, but the return and the reward could be 
worthwhile. So anyway, okay, so let me uh, real quick, I'm going to play uh, just some information because I'm working also some, some some support for the channel as well to keep things moving because the YouTube algorithm is definitely not my friend. But anyway, more beyond that, I'm going to try to uh, just connect with more CEOs, more people who can present possible opportunities for those who are interested. Not everybody will feel it. That's fine. But there are some out there who wouldn't mind taking advantage of strategic opportunities. And so I'm going to be doing more with that. But before I do, pay attention to this and then call me. A massive amount of food, they will soon have over two thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. So, what does China know that we don't? China is the world's number one importer, relying on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. This makes them the canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. As Americans, we need to be prepared for potential food shortages. That's where Four Patriots Survival Food comes in. Their kits are compact, stackable, and have received a five-star review for their flavor and taste. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by using code RTD at checkout at 4 Don't wait. Prepare today. Once again, use code RTD at 4 and save 10% on your first purchase. All right. All right. We are back. So once again, let's get this party started, man. I'm curious to hear uh, what's on your world, what's happening in your world, rather. And let me get this phone number up on the screen real quick. So as you guys can see, there's a phone number coming across the bottom. Feel free to use it. Give me a call and let me know what's on your radar. So 313-462-0027 is the number of the call. This is a time where you get a chance to have the platform and just share what's on your world. Keep it short, concise, to the point. Educate us, inform us. If you if you got opportunities out there uh, for people to check into, no financial advice, of course, feel free to let us know because uh, the best way we can learn from one another is to basically you know, collaborate with all of our expertise as well as uh, other things that really like that really uh, excite us or or as always thoughts and thoughts, ideas, questions in the chat. And I'll share my opinion on it. But access question, Mike, lockdown this fall, um, a lockdown this fall is not probable just because it will cause too much of an economic upheaval. And they're trying to keep the, sh the, the plane at a certain altitude. They don't want the land. They want to keep it at a certain altitude so that they can accomplish their agenda. And in my opinion, their agenda is to stranglehold, savor, stranglehold businesses so they can further consolidate power into the hands of the globally systemic important banks. And so they're going to try their best to prop this thing up. And by having lockdowns nationwide, especially would send the economy off the cliff and they won't be able to recover the way they did before because this last falling off the cliff was, you know, this health situation. They had to reboot the system by bringing in quadruple, triple trillions of dollars. And so they're going to need two, three times that next time. So they would rather wait, I think, let the ship stay at a certain altitude so that they can get accomplish their goal. And then they would like to, at some point, cause some type of turbulence to where, they can keep the ship going, but reset the system and, and, and hopefully not cause too much of a chaos, is my opinion. So no, 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 no lockdowns this fall. Of course, you know, California might, you know, the, you know, New York might. But then again, that won't really be much of a surprise because we're already witnessing them do all types of stupid stuff right now. So anyway, that's just my two cents there. OK, let's get somebody on the phone. First call of the fall. Hello, caller. Where are we calling from? Hey, Mike, how are you? Oh, give me one second. Give me one second. Cut the volume down. Uh, hello, Carl. What's your name? Where you calling from? North Dakota. How you doing? I'm doing good, my friend. What's on your mind tonight? North Dakota. 
So I'll talk to you about one thing mm-hmm. that might pique your interest. Okay. So a lot of renters are losing their homes because of investors buying up properties. Right. And I work for a guy who has been buying up houses and turning them into duplexes, fourplexes. And we just recently got a sevenplex and it's all got tenants in it. Mm. And we're basically moving the tenants out because we're turning it into basically a mini Airbnb hotel. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. So is there, is there, I'm assuming in order to boot people who are currently paying out in order to turn into an Airbnb style hotel, there still must be a market in that area you're referring to because you got guaranteed month to month on, and then you're thinking it's going to become more from the Airbnb side of thing. Well, we have a lot of development out here. So yeah. a lot of outside contractors are paying buku money for lodging for their workers. Mm, okay. And then you have like uh, traveling nurses. You definitely got uh, the parents, you know, visiting the, uh, the kids at the, you know, North School. Dakota right. University okay. of North Dakota. And then you got, you know, concerts, big concert area. So okay. usually makes good money. Right. So it sounds, it sounds like, you know, from what you said, there is a market. So that's good. Cause I mean, the same person probably can do that everywhere. That's for sure. <laughs> no, not necessarily. I just, it's an, it's a niche. He's, he, I'm the maintenance guy slash hmm. contractor. So I remodel him and he, he's the money. Yeah. So he just finds the properties and uh, sees the vision. But so, so essentially what I'm saying is, it's like guys like this are coming in, buying up all the houses. Mm-hmm. And then they're not putting them back on the market instead of allowing tenants back in. Now they're just renting it out for $3,000 a month versus $800 a month. And Mm. so tenants are losing places to rent. Right. Now that model works well as long as there's somebody on the other end that can afford that. And so as long as they keep the plane at a certain altitude, we ain't crashing, we ain't going too high, we right where they want us to be. People will be willing to spend like that. But I think if things got tight or we fell off the cliff, people will be rethinking, you know, how they're going to spend funds and not capacity for either luxury items, pleasure and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, your guys are obviously doing something good. So hopefully get much, get as much as you can out while the, while the plane is still at a certain altitude. So uh, more power to them, though. But it's opportunity there, I'm sure. I, I do. That's where I, because, you know, I, the leaky faucet, I call it, it's where mm-hmm. the investors take out the debt and then you got to grab as much of that money from them on that particular project as possible. Each, yeah. each, each, each investor takes on debt and you got to get that cash flow from him like a, like a calf on a mother. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. as much as much as you can, right? So that way you can pay off your debts and blah, blah, blah. That's a Ponzi scheme. But right. nonetheless, what, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like, getting harder it's, that's the new age gentrification mm-hmm. yeah so you yeah, price everyone out of the market yeah like so so here yeah now so just a quick little you know update on what's happening in detroit so detroit you know i've been here all my life and so i've witnessed you know the city go from heavily you know heavily populated amongst you know african-americans to now more people moving out to the suburban area and so now like the downtown detroit area they re- they've rebuilt it and the homes are beautiful, but your average person can't afford it no more. So the gentrification definitely kicked in from downtown and it's spreading all the way towards the inner city of Detroit. And then it's eventually going to hit the outskirts of Detroit and Detroit will no longer look like it, you know, it, it once was during my childhood years. So yeah, I'm sure that's happening everywhere, but Hey, my man, let me get some more calls and I appreciate your call. good to hear from you. You too. Yep. Good stuff. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. So I did miss some calls. F- forgive me. 
give me a call. Definitely would love to hear from more of you guys. So yeah, the housing situation is going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting, man. And so like, I, I do believe certain pockets would do better than others. But then again, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's, they, they, I, mean, I keep saying they I always refer back to the original playbook given to us in the beginning of 2020 is that the build back better concept, you know, as much as we want to push back against it, when you got governments and you got private companies working together, they're going to find some way to maneuver and find some way to accomplish their goals down the line to where I think they're going to make home ownership very burdensome, either tax wise or through regulation of this energy efficient homes they're trying to create. So they're going to find some way to force people to have to make some tough decisions on what they're going to be willing to pay or not able to afford. And homes will be the last thing people decide to let go because they need a roof over their head. But it's going to be a lot of uh, iffy decisions made real soon. All right, let's get some more calls in here. Let me get you on here one second. Ah. Give me one second. In one second, I thought I should have up, updated my. Ah. All right, here we go. Touch screen ain't working. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? It's low blood pressure in a while, Mike. LBP. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> good, good. Everything is wonderful, Mike. That's good, man. What's going on in your world? Look, look, Mike. China, everybody talking about their reopening. Mm -hmm. They never closed, Mike. Maybe they closed down for a month or two. Yeah. But those factories are pumping, Mike. <laughs> Don't let the media tell you otherwise. They're just not using dollars no more. That's what they say. Oh, China's economy's got problems. They may have problems, Mike, but they're 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 not doing that bad, Mike. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. And I like Mario's thesis that you know he believes that China more so is deciding to allow their economy to cool off intentionally, i.e., letting some of the debt air seep out of the bubbles that have been created over the last fifteen to twenty years due to our you know, debt expansion. They've been absorbing all of that and they've been using that to build those ghost cities and build up all types of stuff. So they got to let that stuff cool down. So Mario's, I, I, I do believe that they're intentionally trying to cause mild, they're trying to control this contraction over there. But also, I want to, they, they're still moving forward with all their agendas. The Silk Road is still moving along. The BRICS are still moving along. The Yuan is being internationalized as we speak. So, you know, they're still, they're still doing their business as normal. So, and the people over there, they don't mind being, you know, enslaved. So they, they get, they, they got their digital IDs and all that other crap. So anyway, go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll say she about five dollars fifty cent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's begging. She's over there begging, man. Mm. Um, I haven't been working on it, but I, I have been looking at, you know, farmland and foreign lands. And so I've really been considering that heavily. So that's one of the things I've been looking heavy into. So uh, citizen wise, it's, it'd be hard, man. It'd be hard because you have roots that can go back to, to Mexico. I don't have no roots. I, my roots may be Kenya and Nigeria. I don't necessarily know if I want to go over there you know, <laughs> to live there right now. Huh? Uh, 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 in, in different 
different parts of Africa just by showing up. I think Samuel Jackson got up. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's Ghana. I think it's Ghana. It's one country that they they have a re, like a like a comeback home type of policy, and so you gotta have you gotta have a, a good chunk of a good chunk of change down there, and I think you gotta buy a house there or you got you gotta do some type of investing first that's gonna be costly before they really speed past you another passport. But I I have paid attention to that too. So yeah, but no, I mean I I just yeah, I'm a, I'm 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 born and raised here, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it down and literally like and that's where I get into the, the faith side of things. Like you know wherever I go, the blessing comes with me. So God's gonna take care of me like you always have. It may not be as good as I want it to be, but I take it as long as I'm breathing there, buddy. I'll be good. <laughs> one more one more thing, Mike. Everybody's talking about the housing crashing, the mm-hmm. housing crashing. It ain't gonna happen, Mike. I don't I don't see it happening. Look, this is what I think is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Start, they're going to do the great print 2.0 or 3.0 or 10.0, whatever we're at. Mm-hmm. They, those those housing prices are going to skyrocket, Mike. And, and and stocks, bonds are going to skyrocket in price. Yeah. But see, the problem is it's going to be in, in, in uh, purchasing power mm-hmm. terms. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose. So it's going to hyperinflate along with the dollar. But, but it's not going to be, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's going to go Zimbabwe. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so if those prices take off numerically speaking, which that's possible as a reflection of the currency not being worth much, but the, your average Joe who's struggling now can't get access to credit like that, nevertheless be able to afford those numbers. So it's like, okay, the numbers can go as high as they want, but it has to be a breaking point because you got a house that's full of, you know, you got a house that's set at a certain price or well above what your average Joe can afford. That's also somebody's liability. So they're going to have to do something with that property, which means they have to eventually reduce those prices. You know what I'm saying? To, to be able to have, be affordable for your average person to afford. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. But housing is a necessity. So people will probably be willing to you know, sell some stuff and sell some things to, to, to secure housing. So, but hey, man, I appreciate you calling, man. Good to hear your voice. All right, Mike. Be good. Yes, sir. LBPZ. Good stuff, man. Appreciate them. Um, what else? Well, we're about what 41 minutes or so. So we're gonna get ready to dial back. This is my first night uh back on the mic. And uh I just want to check in, let you guys know I plan on doing more live streams and uh getting you guys involved. So as always, I'm trying to you know comb my brain, figure out what works best, how can I incorporate the community to make sure we're all uh been able to you know learn as well as be entertained, as well as to be encouraged, you know, like that's that's key. And so hopefully through this type of stuff here, we can actually uh, come out better on the other side than we went in than we're going in rather. All right, my good people. Um, you're not talking stocks. Who is that? Who's talking stocks? Uh, so, so, I mean, so beyond, so there's, there's different tiers to the stock game that uh, I pay attention to. Like I look at the, cons- cons- was it the, the manufactured goods such as iPhones, for example, like I'm not, I'm not an Apple person, so I don't mess with Apple, but there's a large community of Apple supporters that people will do anything for Apple. But as we're witnessing, Apple is no longer the head. I mean, they're, they're, they're number two now overall cell phone maker, but people who are not as, uh, people who don't have as much spending power, aren't really concerned with updating their phone annually. As we move further into this decade, people will not be updating their phones annually. So the iPhone 14, 15, 16, 17, like people will 
to we're going we're going so this country based upon the current economic conditions we're going into an era where people become extremely frugal because you're gonna have to still have to think cautiously as to how they spend their funds so a lot of the companies that build products that we have enjoyed for the last umpteen years due to having being able to you know export you know debt and import real goods if we're no longer able to import and affordable goods because we're no longer going to be exporting debt because the world's already rejecting that in some sense so most people will end up wearing the same shirts a little bit longer same shoes a little bit longer to where a lot of those companies that's listed on the, on the, on their own indices you can ask yourself in the long run if stuff hit the fan what's the value of a lot of those items when all those companies were created because we were in a credit boom for the last 30 years 40 years so that's why I like you know to me certain companies is of value some are not but the companies that are working directly with the uh being able to grab the actual resources out of the ground those are companies that they're not going nowhere because the world's still going to need copper gold silver zinc palladium platinum you name it so i would definitely look into those because the world still will move on and we'll need those items but we won't be needing those products of that those kinds so you know that's a little quick little rant all right as always people i enjoyed tonight it was very refreshing to be able to come back and talk and share ideas and thoughts hopefully it made sense to some uh, if you guys found any value or entertainment out of this hit that thumbs up button show your support for the channel we're going to be back at it more often and if you haven't i would encourage you to go subscribe to the channel on rumble so it's rumble.com forward slash rethinking the dollar because i'm now streaming there finally and so looking forward to probably doing some more talks there that's you know more open so I want to just diversify myself because at some point, like I said before, I won't be on YouTube. And so I want to definitely make sure you guys can connect with me on other sources. So anyway, people, I don't want to bore you any longer. Hope you guys have a great evening or morning, wherever you're watching from. And uh, welcome back to the fold. And hopefully you guys join me. And if you don't mind, share this so more people can find out what we're doing over here in the evenings. It'd be appreciated. All right, my good people. Be blessed. Be safe. I'll see you guys later. Did you know that China is hoarding a massive amount of food? They will soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. So what does China know that we don't? China is the world's number one importer, relying on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. This makes them the canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. As Americans, we need to be prepared for potential food shortages. That's where 4Patriot Survival Food comes in. Their kits are compact, stackable, and have received a five-star review for their flavor and taste. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by using code RTD at checkout at 4Patriots.com. Don't wait. Prepare today. Once again, use code RTD at 4Patriots.com and save 10% on your first purchase.